Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Prime Minister Trudeau is now accusing members of parliament, in fact, a Jewish member of parliament, Melissa Lantzman, of standing with people who wave swastikas. That's insane. I think you can agree with me on that since she is actually Jewish. Now, a quick reminder, if you're listening to this podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe or auto download button. And tell your friends about this podcast. Share this on social media. And if you would, write us a five-star review to help us as Democrats have been attacking our podcast recently with bad reviews. Now, full disclosure, maybe he forgot that she's actually Jewish. Maybe he didn't remember. Maybe he just doesn't care because he has become such a tyrant. Now, if there's anything I do love about the parliamentary system is that the members of parliament get to talk directly to the prime minister. We see this in England. We see it in Canada. Their government is a little bit different. It makes for a lot more uh, direct back and forth. Whereas in this country, there's a select few people. They get to go in and meet with the president and then they come out to the microphones and we don't see any of the back and forth. In fact, the only time you see back and forth with the president of the United States of America and members of Congress is, is basically when they stand or sit, they cheer or boo during a state of the union. Totally different in Canada. And there are many members of parliament that have had enough, including this Jewish member of parliament, Melissa Lansman. She said this, quoting the prime minister, Trudeau, and how he used to be all about freedom just a couple of years ago, and now he's a total tyrant. Listen to this back and forth, and then listen to the Prime Minister Trudeau accuse this Jewish member of parliament of standing with people who wave swastikas. Hopeful vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the Prime Minister in 2015. These people, very often misogynistic, racist, women haters, science deniers, the fringe. Same Prime Minister six years later as he fans the flames of an unjustified national emergency. So, Mr. Speaker, when did the Prime Minister lose his way? When did it happen? Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to- You notice how he said the Conservative members of Parliament. They have a Conservative group in Parliament. He just accused a Jewish Prime Minister, or I should say Member of Parliament, excuse me, 
of standing with people who wave swastikas. Because this is what the left does, not just in this country, all over the world. You stand up for something, they find one person that they don't like, and they say that person represents all of you. It's exactly what they try to do with Donald Trump. It's what they're doing in Canada right now. We found a swastika somewhere among thousands and thousands of truckers. Maybe it was planted, maybe it wasn't. I don't know, but the, it's not a swastika parade, you idiots. And they know this, but the media is playing it up. They say we found a Confederate flag. Maybe it was a plant for a picture, a photo op. The majority of the trucks have Confederate flags flying? No. The majority of the trucks, or even, forget, minority of the trucks have swastikas? No. The minority of the trucks have Confederate flags? No. How many Confederate flags have we found? Based on the photos I've seen, one, maybe two. How many swastikas have they seen? Based on the photos, one or two. Could they have been planted by somebody wanting to undermine the truckers and what they're trying to do absolutely but there's the prime minister of canada saying to a jewish member of parliament that you're standing with people with swastikas and confederate flags and then he claims with a 17 percent approval rating that he's standing for the people of canada to get their lives back these illegal protests need to stop and they will mr speaker I just want to remind the honourable members, including the honourable right honourable prime minister, to use words that are not inflammatory in the house, and that's for both sides. Right after that, as you could hear, the prime minister was reprimanded for using inflammatory words. Do you think he cares? Of course, he doesn't care. And if you think it's getting any better, it's not. Trudeau's justice minister went on Canadian TV, quote financing terrorism yes financing terrorism now i'm going to play you the longer version because i want you to see how this conversation evolves and i want you to hear even from the person doing the interview on tv just how shocked he is at what he's hearing and it's almost like he's trying to bail out the prime minister a little bit like he's basically saying oh hold on or, or, excuse me the, the justice minister like you're not really going there right like you're not really saying what i think you're saying right now are you and the justice minister made it very clear you donate to these truckers you are supporting terrorism government has authorized financial institutions to have the power to freeze accounts suspected of being involved in the illegal blockades with no court order and no liability. This is a big thing. First of all, you could have done that through legislation. You didn't need emergency powers. But how exactly will you tell people that under the Emergencies Act, who will determine uh, what the recourse is for someone who may have their bank account frozen wrongfully? They miss a mortgage payment. What's their recourse? What's the transparency? Who decides if someone, can you also answer this, if I may, if someone gave 100 bucks to support the truckers now deemed illegally, could they legally have their accounts frozen? Are they susceptible to that? Now, let's notice one thing that is a fact that this member of the media said to the justice minister, comparing donating to truckers in just a moment to, uh, to, to supporting and financing terrorism. He just said things that are very, very important. You guys could have done this through legislation, through parliament. 
you knew you didn't have the votes to do it because you knew you guys are basically have gone totally rogue and you become tyrants. What's the point of having parliament if parliament is totally just jumped over when you guys are doing the most extreme things ever in the history to Canadians? The Emergencies Act has never been used in Canada, ever. And the federal government invoking the Emergency Act, authorizing banks to freeze accounts of suspected convoy supporters, was done on purpose because they knew that there was no chance in hell Parliament would agree to this. And so the Justice Minister responds by saying this. Well, we rely, as always, on uh, the, the, uh, the reasonableness of uh, investigators, the RCMP, uh, FinTrack, working with, uh, working with financial institutions. This is a temporary measure for 30 days. Uh, and it allows this possibility to happen when we're going to we're going to base ourselves on the reasonableness of this. And and it will also be, as I have said, uh, the measures that we have taken will be subject to full parliamentary scrutiny. The other thing I would say is that using the Emergencies Act allows uh, us to enact these measures immediately. Now, yes, legislation is always an option, but how long does legislation take? Particularly in a house where where one the main opposition party, their main goal is just to frustrate uh, any any piece of government legislation of whatever uh, of whatever type, and in which many people in the opposition actually support these. But, but, uh, these but, but, but look, sir, I mean to no. be fair, to be fair, frustration with the the democratic process in a minority government is not necessarily a justification to use the Emergencies Act. It has. But by the way, you notice that, like, even he's like, to be fair, are you kidding? You're in a minority government. You don't want to work with them. You don't want to deal with the other side of the party. So you just decide to go over their head. You just uh, decide to start seizing bank accounts and start declaring who's a terrorist without any legislation to back this up. And his response is basically, yeah, I can do whatever the hell I want to. We've taken total control of the banking system through our emergency powers that have never been invoked in the history of Canada, including after 9-11. This has never been done before, and we're doing it because we know we can't do it if we went through Parliament. That's why we're doing it this way now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You listen to the voice of this member of the media interviewing Trudeau's justice minister, a guy that compares donating to trucker protests to financing terrorism. And even the member of the media, I think at this point, is like, okay, you guys have gone too far. The way he asks that follow-up question that I just played for you, and I'm going to back it up 10 seconds so you can hear it again. He's even in shock that this is what's coming out of the mouth of the leadership of Canada's government, which I'm sure traditionally he's like a big supporter of. 
But, but look, sir, I mean, to no. be fair, to be fair, frustration with the, the democratic process in a minority government is not necessarily a justification to use the Emergencies Act. It has to be a crisis. It's not the frustration of a minority government. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that's not on the mm -hmm. table. We believe, as I have said, that first of all, this is a crisis that needs uh, that needs special attention. Uh, that there were normative gaps. This is one of them. And in order to to attack the the funding, the foreign funding problem of these, this occupation, the the Emergencies Act allows us to to make the declaration immediately and then put the, the parliamentary scrutiny afterwards. Okay. Can you just could, would you mind, sir, scrutiny. just just answering the question about uh, about recourse? If someone illegally or someone wrongfully has their bank account frozen. By all of a sudden they find, hey, I can't access it. The bank says, well, we've deemed that you're a supporter or your money, you've been supporting the truckers or an illegal blockade for anything. Now that they've got the power, are you saying that <clears throat> what's that recourse for that that Canadian citizen? And are you saying, well, we just have to the government's giving these powers to financial institutions and then just relying on the reasonableness of it? That's the threshold. Again, this is happening in Canada. You gave money at any point to these truckers, and now we can seize your bank accounts. We can shut down your life. None of your cards will work. You better hurry up and go get some cash out, and we could prosecute you, and we will treat you like a terrorist financier. And this guy in the media is like, hey, like, I want to make sure that people understand what you guys are doing right now. Like, this is a little bit extreme. Am I understanding you invoking the Emergencies Act and how you're going to do it and authorizing banks Hey, freeze any bank account suspected of convoy support. You know, GoFundMe, and this was very, very, very interesting timing. They got hacked, the account that was supporting the truckers, and all of the people who donated his names are now public. You don't think that the Canadian government's hand that over to the bankers and saying, here are all the names from this random hack that just happened to happen while we're invoking the Emergencies Act. Here's the list of all the people going and screw with them, bankers. You want to stay in good graces with the Canadian government? You better do our dirty work for us. We are relying on you, the banks, to freeze the accounts of anybody that we that you suspect is supporting the convoy. Evan, we already do this with respect to terrorist financing. Uh, we already do this with respect to money laundering. What we are doing is extending the same kinds of principles and procedures to this situation which is uh, funding of uh, illegal blockades. It, it's a, there, this isn't uh, this isn't new whole, This isn't new under the sun, uh, Evan. This is something that the police and financial institutions already do together. Uh, in certain cases, we've extended the case, and so they already have experience working in this area. And therefore, when I say we're going to trust their reasonableness, it's based on the experience that we've already had. Okay, what's the recourse? I mean, look, you're just. I, I mean, he's like, holy. I'm living in this country where if I give my money to truckers to support truckers, they're going to treat me like I'm a terrorist. They're going to freeze my bank accounts. And this is going to be in many ways, I guess you could say retroactive. Like, is this is this real life? That's why you hear, again, the shock in his voice like this can't be real. Is this really real? Is this really happening? Yes, it is really happening. So then finally, he's like, all right, well, what's the recourse if you guys get it wrong, right? Like, what's the recourse? Compared people who may have donated to this to the, the same people who are funding maybe a terrorist. I just want to be clear here, sir. This is really important. A lot of folks says, look, I just don't like your vaccine mandates, and I donated to this. Now it's illegal. Should I be worried that the bank can freeze my account? What's your answer to that? 
Well, if, I think if you if you are a member uh, of you know a, a pro-Trump movement who's donating hundreds of thousands, I'm of- sorry. What a, if you're a member of a pro-Trump movement? This is in Canada. When did Donald Trump come into this? You notice what they're doing now. Oh, if you're a conservative and you're one of these crazy people from Donald Trump and you've been given money, we'll freeze your accounts. The bank, whether they're banking in America or Canada, maybe they can freeze your account. Listen to what he says. What's your answer to that? Well, if, I think if you if you are a member uh, of you know a, a pro-Trump movement who's donating hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars to this kind of thing, then you ought to be worried. What if you're a Canadian citizen who donated... 500 bucks to it. Well, I think if you're if you're a, if you're a tractor trailer owner who whose employee has taken the truck and that has been sitting here in Ottawa for 3 weeks and perhaps you gave that person permission, mm-hmm. you may now uh, actually lose your trucking license uh, under this and I think you ought to be worried in that circumstance and I think that's a very important tool that we've given to police. Uh, okay, so so at the very end there. Oh well, I mean if you're if you're somebody giving money through Trump or you're a Trump supporter that's been giving money to these people. Yeah, we're going to freeze your bank accounts. You should be very worried. You own a truck? You got a truck driver that's using that truck in this blockade? You're going to lose your trucking license. We'll destroy your whole business, your whole family. You'll go bankrupt. We'll seize your trucks. We'll seize your business license. We'll seize everything. We don't care. We're Canada. And this reporter that's doing the equivalent of like CNBC in Canada, his face, I wish you could see it, is just total shock. We haven't seen any action. I know you're not in charge of the actual enforcement of this. We may see it. But last question. I love this. He's like, we haven't seen the enforcement yet. And his response is, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. It's coming. Don't worry. It is coming. These truckers and the citizens that supported them, they are coming for you and going to seize your bank accounts. If there's anything that's clear now, It is that this is basically the equivalent of martial law. This is why Trudeau said that police are being given more powers now than ever before to come after you. We cannot and will not allow illegal and dangerous activities to continue. The Emergencies Act will also allow the government to make sure essential services are rendered, for example, in order to tow vehicles blocking roads. There it is. Total martial law. Total overtake of the government. We're giving the police more tools to jail people. They're being they're they're, they're giving more tools to jail these truckers and they and these truckers deserve to be jailed. You should be worried if you gave money, whether you're in America or in Canada. We may we may silence you and shut down your bank account if you gave money. Then all of a sudden, GoFundMe gets hacked and all the names of the people that gave to GoFundMe are now out there. And I'm sure the banks have those. I'm sure the government is going through them, combing through the names to see who gave. This is the same guy that told you my forced vaccination program is not dividing Canadians. Yes, it is. That's the whole point of this. Deputy Prime Minister, we're updating our terrorism financing rules to cover crowdfunding because apparently you giving money to GoFundMe, it means you are now an ISIS terrorist. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. 
Our banks and financial institutions are already obligated to report to the Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Centre of Canada, or FinTrack. As of today, all crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use must register with FinTrack and they must report large and suspicious transactions to FinTrack. Now, be, be clear. Why are they saying this to the banks? Because the banks want to be in compliance. The banks don't want to be shut down. So you tell the banks to play by these new rules and the banks are going to do it. They're not going to stand up to the government. They're not going to lose their, their ability to bank. They're not going to be stuck with millions of dollars in fines. They're not going to ruin their business over the, uh, over the rights or the violation of the, of the people that they service in theory. Right. And I say in theory, because they're clearly not serving the people. These banks are going to be smart. They're going to say, yes, sir, Trudeau, whatever you say, Trudeau, whatever you tell us to do, Trudeau, we'll shut down every bank account you tell us to do. Oh, you got a list. You got a list of people that we, you want us to look into. They gave to GoFundMe and all of a sudden they randomly got hacked and we know all the names here. We'll go through the whole list. No problem. This is martial law. This is in Canada, right next to America. And if you don't think they would try to do this here, you're crazy. Look at what they've done to the United States Capitol and then to all of Washington and the lack of access the people now have in the name of the insurrection of January the 6th. You can't get to anywhere on Capitol Hill anymore. You can't go inside buildings like you used to. You can't talk to your, quote, representatives in Congress. They make you sign in before you can go to a building. They know every person coming in and out of every building in Washington. They know every meeting that's taking place. They know every person going to every congressman in every office right now. They own us as Americans. They own us. It's really no different than what's happening in Canada. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I want to move to another story in the U.S., and it's the story with the Durham report. I think it's very clear that Hillary Clinton is nervous, and Democrats are nervous because they're spending an awful lot of time over the last 24, 48 hours trying to debunk or cast shadows or mock or undermine by laughing and and acting like it's absurd what's happening with the Durham report. You know it's bad when Jimmy Kimmel gets in on it, clearly taking direction from other Democrats, saying, hey, man, we need you to get on the spying case. This could get really bad for us, Jimmy. Can you go out there and make a joke and mock Fox News viewers, call them oatmeal brains, 
and, and act like it's insane to think that Hillary Clinton did anything wrong. And Jimmy Kimmel, of course, is like, sure, I'll do it. Because the, the media always works together. Late night works with prime time. Prime time works with the newsroom. The newsroom works with the DNC. The DNC works with the candidates. And it's just a circle. And it happens every day. But you know things are getting bad when Jimmy Kimmel is having to carry water for Hillary Clinton's campaign and Hillary Clinton in the spying case and, and calling it, quote, made up, which it's clearly not based on the indictments. Donald Trump being on the golf course when the Stormy Daniel story came out might be the least surprising surprise in the history of presidenting. But meanwhile, Trump's terrible kids are making the rounds, desperately trying to protect the golden goose. Last night, Eric took time out of his busy schedule to promote this made-up Hillary Clinton spying case they're now pumping into the Fox. It's made up, right? It's made up. There it is. He just said it. You know, this, this made up. You have an actual special prosecutor. You have actual people that have been arrested and charged with serious crimes. But Jimmy Kimmel has decided it is made up. In spying case, they're now pumping into the Fox News viewers' soft oatmeal-like brains. Yes, and it's only Fox News people. It's the Trump crazies. It's the Fox News oatmeal-like brains. It's all, it's not true. Remember, Jimmy Kimmel said so. Pumping into the Fox News viewers' soft oatmeal-like brains. Yes, that's how you protect and defend Hillary Clinton. They're oatmeal-like brains, they're Fox News people, they're Trump crazies, bring up Stormy Daniels, and just make sure, Jimmy, you go out there and tell people it's fake, it's made up. To promote this made-up Hillary Clinton spying case, they're now... Yes, Hillary Clinton spying case, totally made up, I've said so, Jimmy Kimmel, I've done my job. Oatmeal-like brains. Hillary Rodham Clinton is a New York resident. Let me just kind of you know, break that down for you. She lives in Chappaqua, New York. And guess where Trump Tower is located? It's located on Fifth Avenue in New York. Where are these prosecutors? Where is the DA? Isn't that a federal affair? Like, isn't that a, you know, isn't that fraud? Isn't that all sorts of offenses? <laughs> all sorts of offenses? I don't know. I never noticed what a voice he is. Why is Ivanka's voice more masculine than Eric's? <laughs> The high pitch Eric, you know, if you want to know where the prosecutors are, the answer is gathering evidence against your grifter father. That's where they are. And Trump isn't the only prominent member of the MAGAverse having legal trouble. Man, there, there you go. That's it right there. They're still coming after your dad. Your dad is the worst person in the world. Your father is the one they're investigating. You want to know where the prosecutors are now? Now, of course, it's absurd. That, that's not actually happening. But, hey, let's say it, and the audience will clap in California, and, and we'll tell people that this is all made up. This is all untrue. Uh, this is all just crap. Every bit of this is crap. All of it is crap. None of it's real. None of it's true. All right, well, then let's check in with some of the facts here. Victor Davis. Anson is uh, on TV yesterday talking about this Durham report and what's in it and why people should be concerned about it. Victor Davis Hansen's a guy that is an author that really kind of shoots straight all the time. He also has written a lot of books and deep dives into the Clinton team. We're talking about from decades ago. We're talking about Bill Clinton era. And listen to what he had to say about Hillary Clinton and what's going on now. I don't think the nation is going to be so forgiving because it's got the same modus operandi as the Steele dossier. She used the same 
firewalls to hide her own culpability and pain. She was the paymaster, after all, the DNC and then the per Perkins Coey. Same idea. And then Sussman's job, apparently, was to cede all of this, along with Mark Elias, perhaps, to the FBI and the CIA. Now, had that happened maybe 10 years ago, we would be shocked, and we, that can't be possible. But now we're looking at this evidence in light of the careers of Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, and it seems very likely that the CIA and the FBI would be very receptive, given that they had been weaponized. And then because it's Hillary Clinton, it's ultimately going to be a political matter. And when you look at that, I don't know what her shelf life is on scandals, but there's 30 years of Travelgate, uh, the Rose Law Firm documents, cattle futures, emails, uh, the dossier, etc. And at some point, people will conclude we gave this exemption, this exemption, this exemption, no more. And then we don't know what her relationship is with the Biden administration, but they ultimately will probably make the decision to act on Durham's recommendation. And should he want to indict some high-profile people, and we don't know whether they will turn state's evidence or not, that will be a political decision in part, and in this administration, I think, in large part, and that will depend on the relationship of a potential political rival to Joe Biden. And then they'll have to factor in the fa also the fact that he's got historically low uh, approval ratings. So there's a lot of political considerations. But I think a lot of people feel that Hillary Clinton is an old master of scandal, and this is her greatest masterpiece. An old master of scandal, and this is her greatest masterpiece. This is it. This is the holy grail for her. You know, Hillary Clinton ignoring questions from not a bunch of reporters, but one reporter. She then decided to shoot back and kind of mock this and mock the Trump family, acting like this is not a big deal. Acting like this is, you know, nothing here. Let, 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 me, let me give you a, uh, a flashback here. A flashback that I think is really important. With Hillary Clinton's email server, you remember that? Remember the email server and all the classified documents and Anthony Weiner getting his hands on them and the computer and, and that was involved in that and uh, Uma, you know, her assistant's computer. Remember, remember all of that, right? You remember it all? It's pretty significant. There were a lot of people that were given immunity in that investigation. There were a lot of people that got the hookup. Okay, you tell us what happened and we won't prosecute you for classified information that was outside the channels. All right, just just tell us tell us what happened here and we'll protect you if you tell us. And that happened uh I, I think it's pretty clear you could argue far too often. Right? Like far too often in that case did that happen. There is now very much a connection bec between the Clinton email immunity deals and what is happening right now. I want to take you back to 2016, and you'll understand the connection. This, again, back in 2016. And a brand new bombshell in the Hillary Clinton email investigation sparking a major uproar on Capitol Hill. It turns out the Justice Department gave an immunity deal to Clinton, Clinton's former chief of staff, that's Cheryl Mills, 
and two other staffers as part of the now-closed FBI investigation. Chief Intelligence Correspondent Catherine Herridge is live in Washington with more on this. Catherine, what do you make of this development? Well, Melissa, based on new documents provided by the FBI to Congress, the Republican chairman of the House Government Oversight Committee told Fox by phone now five people were given limited immunity agreements by the Justice Department. And as you mentioned, they do include Clinton's lawyer, Cheryl Mills, who got her deal in exchange for FBI access to her computer. My understanding, Director, is that you offered him immunity. Why did you offer him immunity and what did you get for it? Yeah, that I have to, I'm not sure what I can talk about in an open setting about that. Well, he's not going to be prosecuted, so. Right, but I, I want to be careful. I'm doing this 24 hours after the investigation closed. I want to be thoughtful because we're, we're, as you know, big about the law, that I'm following the law uh, about what I disclose about that. So I'll have to get back to you on that one. That's one of those TV situations. I, I love that, right? I, I got to get back to you on that one. What, what did you get for that immunity? Why did all these people and Hillary Clinton, including your chief of staff, get immunity? Now, the reason why I bring that up now is because that's what Hillary Clinton's people around her are used to. So Hillary Clinton right now and all these people around her, they're probably in total shock that they're not getting the normal Clinton treatment, which is do something illegal under me and I'll take care of it. You'll get immunity. Don't worry about it. I got you covered. And that's not happening this time. So far, they're not getting immunity deals. So far, it looks like they're actually going to be held accountable for what it is that they are actually doing. So far, the people that are around Hillary Clinton, including her top campaign lawyer, have been indicted. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is exactly why the media is not covering the Durham indictments or the investigation, because if they do, they understand that they may not be able to stop it. Now, when they are covering it, they're covering it in a mocking way, saying it's not true. Just like Jimmy Kimmel said earlier, right? Oh, what do you need me to say tonight? You want me to go on late night TV and and put out lies and propaganda that it's a fake story? Yes, that's what we need to do. Okay, we, and you want me to mock Trump supporters? Absolutely. And Okay, and we'll act like they're wearing, you know, 10 hats with aluminum foil. Yes, perfect. Do that. And then you want me to lie to them and tell them that they're actually, the prosecutors uh, are, are, are actually investigating Donald Trump. Yes, do that. Okay, perfect. And that's what he did. The media is ignoring the facts of the bombshell Durham filing. And it is a bombshell. It is clearly, at least at the bare minimum, as big of a story as Watergate. Howard Kurtz was asked about it. Uh, he's the media reporter over at Fox. And this is what he had to say about the media's reaction. 
Um, and, you know, one of the big questions is, is the coverage of this story, right? And the lack of evidence of coverage uh, for this Durham filing that came out over the weekend that we're seeing out there. Let me just play to remind people the way that a lot of the media has portrayed this Trump-Russia collusion story from way back. Watch. Trump and William Barr promised that Durham would expose huge corruption, but he hasn't done that. It's apparently an ongoing, concerted Republican and pro-Trump project to try to turn the investigation of the Russia scandal into some kind of scandal itself. Oh, no. OK, wait till the Durham report comes out and, and then nothing happens and they just move on to the next conspiracy theory. So now that there is news and developments in this story, Howie, are they being covered? Martha, it's absolutely stunning that virtually all of the major newspapers and the other networks uh, are absolutely determined to ignore this story. Now, they cover every uh, throat clearing by the January 6th committee and all the coverage of Russiagate, which you just gave us a taste of. But this is an actual federal prosecutor uh, delivering actual evidence in a court filing, not some anonymously sourced story. And yet these other places are just magically declaring it to be non-news. Doesn't even get, well, it's overblown or, well, it's unproven. Uh, it doesn't get even a mention. I thought certainly by today they would come back with some semblance of coverage. You wonder if, if the momentum builds over time for them to not be able to ignore it. This is another moment that I think is worth revisiting with Leslie Stahl and President Trump on 60 Minutes. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't no, verify. you won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been totally that. verified. No. Not to mention that the coverage um, at the Washington Post and the New York Times won Pulitzer's Howie. And a lot of that was uh, information that was fed to them by, you know, some of the U.S. intelligence agencies in some cases. Um, some of these leaks came from, it looks like, Clinton operatives who were trying so hard to feed this story in the press. And boy, did they do a good job, Howie. Yeah. Look, there are some things we still don't know. Uh, how much did Hillary Clinton's campaign know about the alleged activities of this former lawyer who's under indictment? No comment at all from Camp Hillary on any of this. Uh, and we don't know how successful the surveillance uh, efforts were. But clearly, this tech executive one had access to a lot of information from the service at Trump Tower and at the White House. But I do know this. John Durham uh, has been a very low-key and careful prosecutor in this matter. He hasn't made any wild or outlandish accusations. He's under a lot of pressure do so before the election. So for him to make these charges in court papers is an absolutely significant piece of news, especially given the backdrop. Now, whether it's worse than Watergate, as the former president says, the Watergate was a wide ranging criminal conspiracy. We shall see. But I don't understand how any news organization can just uh, wave this away because it doesn't fit the narrative that, of course, Trump was making up the idea that he was improperly surveyed or spied upon. Yeah. Um, and this moment from Jim Comey, who talks about why he decided it would be the best thing to leak information from his own notes to The New York Times to get it out there. Watch this. Again, I have to hit pause and just really step back. It is obvious that the media is terrified that they are going to be shown the way that Fox is laying out right now for the for the scumbags that they are. Donald Trump's sitting there for six minutes and he's saying, I was spied on. They're like, you can't confirm that. We now know he was. He knew it then. He was right. Well, we can't air that. We can't air that, Mr. President. Well, that's because it's good for Biden if you don't air it. 
You guys said there's nothing coming from the Durham report, and you reported over and over again. There's nothing coming from the Durham report. There's nothing coming from the Durham report. Now something comes from the Durham report that is massive, and you guys don't report it. And remember, the same FBI director and all of these people that have been interviewed at the FBI and former FBI agents that have been interviewed by Durham, they have to be terrified right now because who's going to protect them this time? This is why the media is going into overdrive to mock Durham's filings, to say it's a lie, as Jimmy Kimmel said. Say it's, you know, crazy people that watch Fox that believe this false story. James Comey's the guy, by the way, that broke the law by leaking classified documents to a reporter, and that's exactly what they're talking about now at Fox. Originally, that there might be corroboration for our conversation. There might be a tape. And my judgment was I needed to get that out into the public square. And so I asked a friend of mine to share the content of the memo with a reporter. Didn't do it myself for a variety of reasons, but I asked him to because I thought that might prompt the appointment of a special counsel. So, you know, some of that was based on the, the dossier and Comey's presentation to Trump so that he would know, you know, about all of these salacious allegations that were being said about him, um, which we have since learned uh, were completely, you know, it was like a circle, circular file, right, between some of Hillary Clinton's um, PR, uh, PR guy and this other Russian, all sort of making, making this up, essentially, Howie. And then it's leaked by the, by the FBI director to The New York Times. There were so many leaks, including at that very high level during the entire Russiagate investigation. Look, it had to be covered to some degree because there was a special counsel named by Trump's own deputy attorney general. But now that some of this is unraveling, and I think, the, as you said, the Durham investigation will continue, there will come a point when these other organizations, you know, CNN, ABC, NBC, New York Times, Washington Post, Politico, will have to grapple with this. And then I bet this storyline will be, well, conservatives are pushing this. But again... It's in court documents, and that's a very different standard and actually protects any news organization from libel to report what the prosecutor says. It's just not that difficult. Report what the prosecutor says he found and then see what the defense has to say. I mean, you think about the the bungled Watergate burglary to put a phone tap in, right? And then you look at these, you read this whole filing, which I encourage people to do, about this tech executive who has access to these uh, servers and is using the access that he has through his job to tap into people that he decides he wants to take a look at. And there's also an indication that it may be wider than that in terms of the people that they were watching. Uh, Howie, thank you very much. What a great synopsis by Howard Kurtz there, explaining exactly how we got to where we are today. Right? Not only how did we get there, but how ridiculous all of this actually is. And how the media is deliberately, purposely doing everything in their power to not cover this. Making sure that this story is silenced. Making sure that this story just disappears. That no one talks about this story. That no one hears about this story. That no one believes the story by saying the story's a lie. And we'll use everybody in the media to pull this off. We'll keep you updated on the Durham investigation. That I can promise you. Make sure you share our podcast. Hit that little forward button. Please help us uh, chart so more people can hear this and help us fight the liberals by writing us a review, a five-star review. Uh, And you can, again, download the Ben Ferguson podcast. Hit subscribe or the auto-download button right now. And I'll see you back here tomorrow.
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.